0: It was a must-win game, and the Hoosiers did just that on Thursday. Xavier Johnson leads IU to a big win over Maryland, snapping the five-game win, or losing streak, excuse me. Uh, We will break down the game and uh, see if the Hoosiers can do it two more times on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers,
1: your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's up, guys? It is Friday, February 25th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics, news, analysis, previews, as we'll do today, recaps for the men's basketball team. Uh, thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day. More specifically, thank you for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Premiere the episodes at 7 a.m., every morning to make that part of your daily routine i'm your host as always jacob rude joining me uh my friend and yours jared jared the biggest question of the night what'd you think of the jerseys
1: i liked them i like any look i like any jerseys that indiana goes and wins by double digits in. Uh, (laughs) that's 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 the god's honest truth uh they could they could look like the ugliest things on the face of the earth but if indiana wins by 15 i'm happy uh, but the jerseys look nice and they look good. they look good in the jerseys. I th- I thought look we have very traditional jerseys. It's nice to have a little spin on them uh given that we've been looking at the same uniforms for 60 70 years yeah, basically. Forever. It's it's good to, it's good to have a little bit of a, a a little bit of a twist with it.
0: I think the rules state that they now have to wear those jerseys until they lose. Uh which I mean I'm fine with. They look good in them. Uh you can't take the jerseys off now. Um, we will dive into, I guess, the other stuff to talk about from this uh, IU Maryland, or IU win over Maryland. Before we do that, as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. We did a spaces at halftime. We're going to be doing that every game going forward through the Big Ten tournament into... Some tournament that they're going to be playing in after that. NCAA, NIT, CBI, we'll see, but we'll be doing that for the rest of the season. For those that missed it, Hoosiers come away on Thursday. Must-win game. They pick up the victory, 74-64 to over Maryland. Before we dive into anything specific, what is your biggest takeaway from this win
1: the losing streaks over they won a game in february um well yeah the impossible happened uh they <laughs> they got off the losing streak uh look you could take away individual talking points but at the end of the day this has become a must win game it's unfortunate that it's become a must win game uh given where they were a month ago um but it was a must win game that came out and they won it so if that if you know that hopefully that bodes well moving forward, but I know we're going to talk about that a little bit
0: later. Uh, the biggest news is they covered, uh, they were six and a half point favorites. I told you guys yesterday, I like the Hoosiers by six and a half. Uh, they covered, they may, boy, I would have not wanted to sweat that one out in the second half though, because that was a 10 point lead to a three point lead to a 10 point lead to a three point lead. I believe three or four times. So, uh, but they ultimately uh, did cover. So good teams win, great teams cover. Uh, the biggest point outside of finally, as you said, winning a game in February, what a performance from Xavier Johnson. The wild roller coaster of a season that he has had. He's taken IU fans on. He took us in a roller coaster in this game alone because he only played seven minutes in the first half and then didn't come out in the second half. Uh, He finishes with 24 points, 7 of 7 from the field, 3 of 3 from the three-point line, 7 of 8 from the free-throw line, 6 assists, a steal, plus 11 in his 27 minutes. Man, what a performance by him tonight. Uh, I don't even know where you start with what he did tonight. What would you think of him overall?
1: I mean, he was like another player out there. He was not the Xavier Johnson I've watched the last month. Uh, the last few months, really. Um, again, we were talking about it before the podcast. I wish it had come against a different team uh, at, a, at a different point. But quite honestly, we needed him to play that well tonight, given, you know, Trace being in foul trouble. Um, Reese had a really good game, but he couldn't really do it all on his own. He's not that kind of player. So um, it was it was great to watch him play like that. And hopefully, you know, as the year comes to a, you know, comes to a close he can find a little bit of consistency in his game there uh hopefully this is a spark plug to the rest of the year but um given the sample size I won't hold my breath but (laughs) look not to take anything away from him he played great we needed him to play great tonight um both ends of the court really hit some huge threes when just when you thought we were going to let it slip um so just a great performance from Xavier and I'm happy for him
0: this was him at his absolute best this season. I m- went back to look to make sure it's a season high in points. Uh the only other time he cleared 20 points was against Marshall way back in November. Um so by far his best game as a Hoosier as well. Yeah, you were, you you hit it they we needed this. Uh coming into the game before anything that played out in the game, we needed uh some big performances to stop this losing streak, you get into the game. Trace is in foul trouble. Xavier was in foul trouble in the first half. I mean, it was frustrating in the first half because he looked so good and picked up two pretty silly fouls that he he shouldn't be committing. Um, but it didn't stop him at all. Second half, he was unreal. That was by far the best half he's ever played for the Hoosiers. I would venture to say, without having watched any other game he's played, that would be up there with the best halves he's ever played. 20 points in that second half, made all five of his attempts from the field. All three of his threes came in that half, uh, had four assists. As we said, played all 20 minutes, him and race both. Um, superb. We'll talk a little bit more about him in just the, in the second segment. I thought overall, and part of this stems from a lot of this, I should say, stems from Xavier Johnson. The offense played really well today. Um, They shot 59% from the field, which I think is the highest mark of the season. Um, They had 15 assists on 28 made baskets. Uh, Did you get the sense as well that this offense was was executing at a, a higher level than they have recently?
1: Yeah, it was purring. And again, it comes down to, you know... But Trace didn't play that much tonight, but Ray stepped up. And that race really hasn't been there the last, you know, really since the turn of the year that we, we haven't seen that race Thompson. Um, he was aggressive. He was really a big spark plug along with Xavier for the offense tonight. Um, that that turnaround jumper Miller Cop had at the end of the half was was it's not a shot we ever hit. It's it's not a shot that we ever hit. So to see him hit that really gave me a lot of confidence that they were going to come out and be able to score in the second half. Um, but they got good looks. They executed the offense well. Um, and again, it's not, you know, it's not a coincidence that that comes with really good point guard play. And that that that's what the team's been missing all pretty much all year, with the exception of a few games here and there. Um, obviously, the Purdue game comes to mind, but, you know, it's... That, that's It comes from point guard play, and when you have a point guard executing, dishing the ball, not turning it over, um, it, it, it changes the entire complexity of the offense. And I think, I think that's just what we need moving forward, is somehow to find some consistency out of this point guard rotation. And if that happens, I think they can score with pretty much anyone in the conference.
0: It wasn't much of a rotation tonight. I guess there was a rotation, but the rotation included Parker Stewart, Tamar Bates, Anthony Leal, Um, guys who were barely in the rotation or not even in it uh, a couple weeks ago. A couple stats on the offense. I mentioned 60% from the field. Um, They had 22 points off 16 Maryland turnovers, uh, and they had 44 points in the paint to Maryland's 24. We mentioned in the preview pod that Maryland likes to shoot a lot of three-pointers Typically, are not very good at them. They were above average, uh, both in terms of their season average and just kind of overall. A lot of that was Fats Russell in the second half. He was 5 of 9. The rest of the team was 5 of 16. Uh, but overall, a strong offensive performance. Uh, at one point in that second half, they made 13 straight shots and were at 1.5 points per possession. You'll take that. <laughs> you'll you'll live with that. They finished with 1.2 points per possession. Uh, second half was 1.3, so a strong offensive outing from them. I want to talk about the defense as well here in a moment. Before we jump into that, though, uh, we mentioned yesterday our, one of our newest sponsors. March Madness is about three weeks away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here and we're running with we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, run your pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick'em. Both really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, run your pool can help you make. Take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even game customers. Plus they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly we believe run your pool because like I said, we're running our brackets ourselves over there. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, Join us at runyourpool.com/slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your family and friends. Enter promo code PUREMADness, one word, at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We're going to get one set up for locked on Hoosiers as well, so you can go against fellow Hoosier fans. Uh, We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Now, this is about the time of year that I give up on my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Built Bars uh, don't taste like your typical protein bar. They're not chalky or waxy. Uh, They're covered in 100% real chocolate. And despite that, they're low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can contain or can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to any candy bar, uh, whatever your favorite candy bar is. Built Bar is going to be better. The best part is all the flavors they have available. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, they'll make it and it'll be delicious and it'll be good for you. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK 15 get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Okay, I just talked a bunch there, Jared. Talk to me about what you saw from the defense tonight.
1: So first off, before I do that, actually, uh, because we were just talking about Xavier, I just want to bring up something because we're getting some post-game quotes here. And Danny Manning said on Xavier Johnson, for us to pick the poison, it was to make him shoot threes, and he made them tonight. Kudos to him. So that was clearly their game plan was to let him shoot. It was weird that they didn't adjust once he started making them. Uh, given the fact that he was seven for seven at, from the floor, at some point you gotta guard the guy. But again, just kudos to Xavier because he played he played lights out. He probably picked up at some point, and Mike Woodson, I'm sure, picked up at some point that they were gonna let him shoot the ball, and he answered the bell. So just want to give a quick shout out to him. Now on the defense. Um, Maryland should have had like 30 points tonight. I think we can both, I think we could both kind of agree on that. There was one stretch where fatty hit, uh, where fats, I just called him fatty. <laughs> we're fats. Oh my God, where fats, uh, hit three straight threes. Not a single one of them I would qualify as a good shot. Um, it was just that nothing about our Maryland's offensive game felt sustainable. We were talking about it, um, on the side. It was just a very weird game from them, but a lot of that goes down to good defense. I mean, even Miller cop played really good defense and he's not what I'd call, you know, he's not Aaron craft. Uh, they they put, really, they played really great. Even at the end, you know, in the second half, you saw them get a few breakaways, uh, a few breakaways off of steals. Um, most of Maryland shots that they made felt like they came after, you know, five, seven seconds left in the shot clock. Um, And usually it was their second or third action. Their first action almost always got shut down tonight. So it was just a really, really solid game from the team. And I was really, really impressed with how they defended.
0: I don't think there's any way to find this. You would have to probably manually track it. I don't I want to know how many of their points came, as you said, with seven, five seconds left on the shot clock, uh, because they were throwing in some some wild shots. I tweeted that they were turning into the Golden State Warriors when it got under five seconds uh, on the shot clock. And listen, if you're forcing teams into shots like that, like it's a net positive even if they're going in. It's not sustainable, but it's frustrating. (laughs) Kudos to Indiana for not getting frustrated, continuing to execute on that end uh, because Maryland's final – kind of stat lines in the box score are very flattering to their offensive performance. Uh, They shot 43% from the field, 40% from the three-point line, as we mentioned. Uh, But a lot of that was Fats Russell in the second half. Uh, He had 16 points on 6 of 12, shooting 4 of 6 from 3. The rest of the team was 2 of 8 from 3 in the second half, and 8 of 16 uh, in from the field, so it was a decent performance, but it was Fats Russell and Reese uh, doing almost all the scoring. They had 26 of the 37 points in the second half. Hoosiers did a, a really good job of containing um, containing Maryland, keeping them out of the paint. It's not a team that typically goes into the paint anyway. Uh, challenging shots. Eric Ayala, who is one of their best players. Uh, had three points on one of seven shooting. He was a minus fifteen in twenty eight minutes. Um, so they were they were defending well. Uh, they may not have been getting the results, but you keep defending like that, and eventually things are going to go your way. There's the Hoosiers are doing a lot of kind of positive regression for late shot clock uh, just from this game alone. You <laughs> may you texted me this season. Uh, It feels like they never get that stop on those late shot clock shots. Um, But on this game alone, uh, they are due a ton of positive regression. Maryland also finished nine of 19 on dunks or layups compared to the Hoosiers going 18 of 20. Uh, So even when they were getting in the paint, Trace was there to block them. They were missing contested looks. So, all around strong defensive outing from this team. Uh, That's kind of continued to be the case, even as much as the offense has wavered, even as much as the results have wavered, this team still competes defensively. They make you work for shots, uh, which is all you can do. And uh, if good offense is going to be good defense. So if you have a, a, a really good player or somebody like Fats Russell that catches fire, like, He's going to knock some of them down, but over the course of things, IU is going to win the win the war, even if they lost a couple battles. Uh, Let's go back to Xavier Johnson. Highlight a couple key players from this one. You mentioned uh, the stat, or not the stat, the quote from um, From Danny. Danny Yeah, from Danny Manning. I there was the three pointer at the end of the game that kind of sealed the win. Uh, I believe it was Race Thompson, had it in the post. He did his little, I don't know what his Hakeem dream shake was tonight. It worked. I'm not gonna complain, but he tried that a couple times tonight, kicked it out to Xavier Johnson, who knocked down a three at the top of the key. I immediately thought back to that Wisconsin game about a week ago where an almost identical play happened. Trace has the ball. Uh it wasn't as deep in the post. Wisconsin brings a double, and Xavier Johnson has a wide open three-pointer that he misses. And I—it was it's just kind of one of those things that Trey said after the game that he's going to take that kind of shot from Xavier 100 times out of 100. Um, if he's able to knock down shots like that, this is going to be a really good IU offense. It's just that there's been no consistency whatsoever. But I mean, you mentioned something. How much does it change this offense to get not even point guard play as good as we had tonight, but just overall, just like above average point guard play.
1: I mean, it means everything. I mean, let alone, especially not just getting good point guard play, but when he's hitting his threes, when your point guards are hitting your threes, because this team lacks spacing everywhere on the court. I mean, everywhere. So to just have one player, especially having it be the point guard, being able to hit those threes opens up so much on the interior. Um, you see nights like race had um, when the point guards play like that, you see trace being able to dominate, not for 40 minutes, but in, you know, in, in waves um, it just opens and he's, and trace a good passer too. So it's nice to see him, you know, have that outlet when he gets doubled in the post to be able to kick it out uh, to Xavier for three. I think he had a couple of those tonight in the second half as well, but. I mean, it just opens up so much, and the creativity is huge. It, it it just it moves the defense in ways that they just have not been able to move opposing defenses this year. Um, it, it, again, and it was just so good to see how it opened everything up for everybody. I mean, what, we scored 74 points tonight. I mean, we just – we don't really do that. We don't really do that in the way that we did it tonight. We shot, what would
0: you say, 59%? I mean, that, that's I the think, the best mark of the season, too. By the way,
1: yeah, and I think we shot seventy five percent in the second half, or some some crazy number. I mean, the second half we couldn't miss, and obviously that came with Xavier having twenty four on five of five from the floor, only missing one free throw. Um, so you just see how much it changes this team, um, and quite frankly, they probably win by fifteen or fifteen plus points if there's not a couple of dumb turnovers and. And you know, whatever down the stretch that they had when the game was already locked up. Um, but it, it just changes everything about this team and it's hopefully we can get that for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, the couple quick stats. Uh that's the first time we cleared seventy points since Penn State. Uh the win at home against Penn State. Um the second half, the Hoosiers shot seventy five percent from the field, fifteen of twenty shooting. Um how many of those of races 19 points he was a 9 of 12 from the field how many of those were just little dump offs from xavier johnson he missed a couple of them too um those little just passes once xavier had drawn the defense just by penetrating into the lane um that's race thompson was the one that feasted on it trace had a a layup from a really nice pocket pass from xavier johnson at 1.2 just Getting that level of production, as you said, just opens up so much about this offense. Parker Stewart had a had a lot of open looks. He struggled. He was only one of six from three. Um, to have your only three point shooter go one of six from three and still win handily uh, is also probably a testament to how well Xavier Johnson played on the night. We're going to talk about a couple more players. Preview the women's basketball game at the end of this as well. Before that, I told you guys. Uh, yesterday, to bet on the Hoosiers. We use Bet Online's odds for that. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam, both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball either. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline where the game starts. We've mentioned Race Thompson a couple times. Uh, he, as well, played made really well. It feels like everything he does is just kind of underrated, under the radar. 19 points, nine rebounds. Um he's just this kind of steadying force. He played 38 minutes, the entire second half. Uh he only went to the bench briefly in the first half. Um he's a steadying force that IU has had all season and they're going to miss that eventually, but uh he he's just so I don't even know what the word is for it, but like Everything he does doesn't really pop out, but it's one of those things you'll notice when it's gone.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And look, IU fans will you know who watch every game they they'll notice this stuff because because he seems to do it every game, and he's been obviously much more quiet than the nineteen and nine that he had tonight. Um, But he just hustles, man. He he's just an effort player. He hustles. He's. He's typically a smart basketball player. Um, Occasionally you get these brain farts, but again, they're, you know, they're college kids. It happens to everybody. Um, It's just a matter of how understated it is. And the 19 and nine was fairly loud tonight. Usually his big performances, like you said, come a little bit more under the radar. um, And he does these things that just, you don't really notice until the end of the game or when he's gone and you realize his impact, but, he was, I mean, if Xavier Johnson doesn't go perfect from the field tonight, he's the player of the game. I, I mean, he is. And he was just, he was so dominant. He made the right decision time after time after time. Um, even In the play that sort of exemplifies it in the second half, I forget exactly, but I think it was Xavier found him uh, on the baseline. And instead of taking a mid-range 12-foot jumper, he waited for a second, drove and hit a layup. Mm -hmm. Um, just that sort of patience that that smart basketball play, you don't see that from everyone. So watching him being able to do it tonight, you know, you, you can't really take it for granted how important of a play, a basketball player this kid is.
0: Yeah. And the calmness with which he plays with is he never seems angry, upset. He doesn't, he doesn't seem too happy at times either. It's just this level, uh, emotion that he's always seems calm and you saw it in that second half i mean how many he i again how many of those uh baskets were him we mentioned them being just dump offs um from xavier johnson you have to be in the right place to get that pass and race thompson's always in the right place we typically talk about it playing off of trace tonight it was playing off of xavier um, but he had 12 points on six of eight shooting in that second half. The two shots he missed were makeable shots, like they weren't hard shots, everything was around the rim. So, uh, the two of those tonight, I mean, in the second half, Xavier and race go for 32 points on 11 of 13 shooting. Uh, you'll take that, <laughs> and uh, those two were wildly important because. I mean, Indiana had to win this game to keep their tournament hopes alive. They spoke after the game, the players did. They were aware that they had to win this game. The question I have for you, can they do this two more times? Well,
1: I think I think you sort of have to break this up just a little. Because obviously you have to take it game by game, but... And for again, we're for, we're just writing off the Purdue game at the end, right? We're we're yeah. writing we're writing off going to West Lafayette. Okay, yeah. perfect, perfect. Um, so to do it two more times in a row, obviously, look, you're talking about a team that just lost five games in a row. Um, we're talking about beating a not great Maryland team. I think they, before we even talk about Rutgers, they're two and seven on the road in conference. Indiana, they have to go to a bad Minnesota team and win on the road i mean that's maybe that's just me being a little bit overzealous maybe it's me just sort of believing in the the mystique of assembly hall in a must-win game um especially against ruckers even a tournament-bound ruckers team theoretically mm-hmm. um it's about going on the road and winning in the barn uh, you got you gotta win that game in in Minnesota because that's the season ender right there. That's a game that you know that's a game that an Archie team loses. Uh, yeah. That's a game that end of end of um, you know end of his stint. Tom Crean loses. Um, you cannot lose that game. You're two and seven on the road, but you're not going up against a powerhouse. This isn't one of those um, early to mid. 2010 minnesota teams uh this is a bad basketball team so i think if they can do it on the road in minnesota they can do it at home in a must-win game against Rutgers. um so that's sort of how i'm looking at it the rest of the way they don't even have to go to Rutgers. So you just got to be able to put it together once on the road, just once, and nothing makes me feel worse than saying that because we know what that typically means. So is this Indiana team going to differentiate itself from past iterations of Indiana basketball? Is it going to step up and get a must-win game on the road um, against a bad basketball team? There are no trap games at this point in the season. You have to do what you have to do, and we'll see, but I really don't think that we have to view it in a two-game lens as much
0: as we have to view it in this one-game
1: lens on the road.
0: The good news is, largely speaking, it's a team that's brought the right amount of effort every game, even during that losing streak. Probably not that second half of that Illinois game, uh, but – the Northwestern game, the six guys they had available, they brought it. They they almost won a damn game with six guys available. Um, for three quarters of that Michigan State game they did, um, that's always kind of been a, a place they've struggled in as well. But Wisconsin game, they brought it. Ohio State game, they brought it. They brought it tonight. I'm cautiously optimistic um, about this Minnesota game. It'll be Sunday at 6 o'clock. Uh, This, as you said, it's a bad Michigan or it's a bad Minnesota team. Excuse me. Um, They are almost the worst team in the conference defensively. Uh, They do not defend the three pointer at all, but that doesn't really matter for Indiana. They do not defend the two pointer at all. Uh, They get blocked a lot. They give up a ton of offensive rebounds. You saw in the first meeting they dared Xavier Johnson and Rob Fennessy to shoot threes Uh, They made them pay in the first half. We'll see if that's the case again uh, on Sunday. But, I mean, overall, it's just not really a good Minnesota team. Um, There's no excuses. There's no
1: excuses, point blank.
0: Yeah, that's the best way of putting it. It, It's a really bad loss if you lose this one. They have beaten better teams on the road this year. Uh, This Maryland is a better team than what Minnesota is this season. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a game you have to win. Uh, speaking of Maryland, the women's team plays tonight. Uh, we, won't, we obviously don't have a full preview for the game. Um, they will tip off at 8 o'clock tonight on the Big Ten Network. It's a game that lost some of the luster because at one point it seemed like this was going to be a Big Ten title game if they both won out. Uh, neither team did that, and now the goal is to be a top-four seed, so you get the double-buy in the Big Ten tournament. If the Hoosiers win, they get it. Simple as that. If they lose, they don't. So this is a different Maryland team than the one they played earlier in the season. Maryland had one seven in a row before they lost to Michigan um, last weekend. They haven't played since that game, so uh, I'm sure they've been stewing on that one for a while uh they this is going to be a tough one much tougher than the men have it at minnesota this is going to be a really tough game for iu the good news is they've they just had their iu just had their first three game break since early january so uh they got some much needed rest tune into that one we will be back on monday to recap both games hopefully a win by the women's team to secure that top four seed and another must-win game for IU men uh, as the next two will be. Thanks again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love and support you guys continue to give us. Uh, follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Uh, most importantly, have a great Friday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Go Hoosiers and Elio.